My name is Sarah Northrup, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hey there, Emerald listeners. This is Alec Cowan, podcast editor for The Daily Emerald. On this episode, we have the incoming EIC. Next year's editor-in-chief, Zach Price, is going to be taken over for current editor-in-chief, Jack Pitcher. This episode will come in three different stages. The first one will just be a quick interview with Jack about his year in review, what the Emerald's done well, what could have been changed. The second part here is going to be an interview between Jack and Zach about what it's like being editor-in-chief, what he's most looking forward to, Zach's previous experience. And then our third part will be a rapid trivia round, as we did last year, where I will quiz Zach on various estranged, nonsensical things. This is a podcast for all things Emerald, so make sure to keep listening. All right, welcome to the Emerald Podcast Network. We're here in the podcast booth. I'm here with Jack Pitcher and Zach Price. What's up? Hey, everyone. And uh, we just want to do a little bit of a year in the review. Um, we have a new editor-in-chief coming up this year, Zach, uh, previous editor-in-chief, Jack Pitcher. And Jack, I was just wondering, I mean, looking back at this year in review, what are what are some of the highlights? You know, it's been a crazy year. It went really fast. I remember about a year ago after finals week, it was my first week on the job. And our sports editor came to me and he said, hey, I got a big story. I got a scoop. And it ended up being that one of the basketball players was under a sexual assault investigation. And he had just figured that out through public records. We published that story, I think, a week into me being on the job. And it really blew up in the national news. It turned into a Sports Illustrated story for our sports editor. And I think that really set the tone for the year, which had just so many ups and downs and crazy stories and big events. Um, It was really an amazing experience. Definitely. What were some of the low points of this year? I mean, you're always going to have to deal with staff issues and college students who aren't used to working in an office. I think the hardest part is when you've made a mistake, which is going to happen in journalism and especially student journalism, having to you know, own up to that, fix things. Uh, it's always tough, but it's what you have to do in student media. Yeah, and if you had maybe something that you'd be able to take back this year, something that you could change, what, what would you pick? Um, I felt like by the end of the year, we had really hit our stride and were producing good content on a consistent basis. And I had also learned a lot by the end of the year compared to fall term. I mean, it would be amazing to go back to the beginning of the job with what I know now because it's not something you've ever done before. So you learned so much on the job and you're faced with so many situations as you go. Um, if I could do one thing differently, it would just be fall term to have really focused on our news coverage and try and push out a little bit more than we did. But I think we also learned from that and our reporters got a lot better and it made us better during winter and spring terms. And then we also had a shakeup in the publisher position as well. So a pretty big year in changes for the Emerald. Can you talk a little bit on that? We did, yeah. It was a big transition year, which there's definitely a little bit of upheaval. Our publisher, who'd been here for the last three or four years, uh, left to move back and be closer with family in the Midwest. So we had a publisher search going on through most of the year. Um, And our interim publisher, Kathy, who's been at the Emerald for 27 years or more than that, just did an amazing job holding things steady. So it wasn't really anything that affected the newsroom side of things because... The business side did a good job of holding everything steady during the transition. 
And I got to be a part of the search committee to hire the new publisher, which was actually a really amazing process and something I thought was really valuable. We interviewed a lot of different candidates, and I think we got a really great person in our new publisher, Bill Kuners. So I'm excited to see what he does next year. Awesome. Yeah. So what is the future looking like for you? You're not going to be editor-in-chief next year. Zach Price is taking over. So what's in the cards for you? Yeah, so I got one more year of school. I'm going to be pretty busy wrapping up classes because I did not take a full schedule of this year. Um, This summer, I'm a Dow Jones News Fund intern. I'm going to be doing some business reporting for the Daily Newspaper in Charlottesville, Virginia. I'm actually heading out there in a little less than a week. So I'm really excited for that. Work with professional editors, uh, do some community reporting. I've never written for anywhere but the Emerald. So I'm super excited to go somewhere new. I don't know anyone out there, so it's going to be a pretty cool experience. All right. Awesome. What do you got for me, Pitch? All right. Zach, let's introduce yourself to the readers. Uh, What's your major? What's your year in school? Tell us a little about yourself. My name is Zach Price. I'm a journalism major. Um, I'm currently a junior, going to be a senior, I think, credit-wise, during the summer. Um, I'm from Portland, Oregon, uh, born and raised, big Blazer fan, big Duck fan. How'd you get started at the Emerald, and what positions have you held there? Uh, I got started at the Emerald last fall as an arts and culture writer, mostly covering the music beat, but um, moved into the associate position at the beginning of this year. I thought that was a super valuable experience for myself, got to continue to write, got to continue to edit. And I think it helped a lot in terms of uh, me getting that editor-in-chief application together. And, um, yeah. You spent two years as a music reporter here. Uh, what are kind of the most memorable experiences from that? Oh, wow. Well, covering the music beat at the Emerald is, like, one of the best jobs I think that we have. I would highly recommend anyone who could apply for that job to go for it. You essentially get to go to a bunch of concerts for free and cover them and shoot photos at them, talk to artists, review music, and sometimes we pay you for it. So it's a really rewarding experience. Um, I think one of the best experiences I had on the arts and culture desk as a music reporter was interviewing Vince Staples last year, who is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Um, I got to have a phone conversation with him about his upcoming album that released last year and his tour and so many different things. He was a super intelligent guy. It was a real uh, milestone for me to meet him in my career. Um, Another big one would probably just be seeing Portugal the Man. They're a local Portland band. and they had won a Grammy the Sunday before, and I got to see them their first concert after winning a Grammy in Eugene, so kind of a homecoming for them. So I really enjoyed both of those experiences, but there's so many countless other experiences that I didn't list right there that had made that job really incredible. Have you always wanted to be a journalist, or is that a passion you realized in college? I don't know if I always wanted to be a journalist. I definitely always uh, found myself to be a strong writer, always had a passion for um kind of investigative work. When I was younger in high school, I thought about being a police officer, thought about joining the military. I've always enjoyed civic work, which I think journalism is to a certain extent. So I don't know if I ever always wanted to be a journalist, but the skill set that I had kind of just happened to align with it. When I came into college, I had no idea what major I wanted to be or what I wanted to do. But as soon as I, um, you know, took some classes in the J school, I found that I was really interested in it. It, you know, like I said, matched with my skill set really well. So I'm glad that I found the career path that I found. What made you decide to run for editor? Um, well, I, even when I started at the Emerald, I never had any thoughts of being any type of editor. I always preferred writing, but then this last year I started editing and started to really enjoy it because 
of a couple things. One, because um, editing makes your writing so much better. Um, when you edit someone else's piece, you can see that you're making the same mistakes that they're making, and you can um, start to identify those and make your own writing stronger. I'd say the other thing is um, I really like working with people. Um, editing is a really team-building experience. You know, it's it's not just about you telling a writer what to do or a writer telling you what to do. It's really working together to get the best story that you possibly can. So those are things that I've always found enjoyable. And I've always enjoyed being a leader as well throughout um, high school sports um, in my life and uh, being a team captain there. So when the opportunity approached, um, when you came to me and said, hey, man, this, this could be a good job for you. And some other people said that. I talked with my parents and they thought it was just too good of a career opportunity to pass up. And Beyond that, I also just really enjoy working at the Emerald. Um, anything I can do to make this place better, I'm more than willing to do it. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough job. I know it's not been easy for you this year at times, but um, from everything that I've heard, it's super rewarding, enjoyable experience and just too good of a career opportunity to pass up for on myself. What do you want to focus content on next year? What kind of coverage can readers expect from the Emerald? Well, I think something that's we've done really well this last year is just focusing on the news. I'm um, not getting into too speculation, not you know sensationalizing things, anything like that. So, I mean, we have to be ready for whatever hits us, but we also have to be doing those investigative pieces. Um, we did some really awesome investigative pieces this year. Um, I was super happy with the Red Wagon story that came out this year that was written by yourself and a couple of our other pieces as well. So. I like to focus more on investigative stuff, but um, more so than anything, I like to see more multimedia content coming out from us as journalism continues to move into a digital age and, um, you know, continue, continues to exist on social media platforms. Our readers are going to be wanting to consume our stories in multiple different ways and mediums, you know, podcasts like this, uh, photo galleries, videos, uh Twitter polls, all those sort of things are things that I think we can be doing as a college media organization and following the footsteps of some of the larger publications that are in the U.S. So, uh, you know, continue to report the news and do a good job with that, but also try to transition to more modern and digital platforms as well. Yeah, kind of playing off of that content wise, what's your vision for the Emerald as a whole? Where do you want to see it go next year? Um, well, I don't have any crazy vast changes I want to make. I think the Emeralds existed for 118 or so years doing a really good job as it is. Um, I think that the number one thing that I'd like to see the Emerald to continue to do is just train young journalists in a professional way so that they can go out in the field and, and really have the best career opportunities and really report the news and just get the truth out there. So um, while it is important for us to set up our journalists going forward, it's also important for us to do our job while we're here on campus. So just continue to be a, a voice in the community to hold uh, the institutions surrounding it accountable. And, you know, like I said, continue to train young journalists. All right. You're not going to have a lot of it next year, but what kind of things do you like to do in your free time? Right. In my free time. Well, like I said, I'm a big Blazer guy. Uh, didn't end super well in the playoffs this year, but let's not talk about that. Uh, I like to watch Blazer games, like to go to Duck games. I'm super excited for my senior season football. Um, I think we'll be good next year. I also just like to um, you know, read in my spare time, really focus on my studies. So uh, just continue all that stuff next year. It'll be fun when I have the time. All right. Thanks, Zach. I think you're going to have a great year next year. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. All right. And so we're here for the second portion of the podcast, and this is going to be some quick round trivia. So 
I'm just going to ask you a series of questions related to various things. Some of them are repeats from last year. Some of them are new. And you'll have about 10 seconds to answer each of them. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Any any questions, comments, concerns? I'm concerned that I won't do as well as Jack Pitcher, but <laughs> everything else, I think we're good to go. All right, it's on. What was your high school mascot? The Trojan. And if you could be a dorm, which dorm would you be? Mm, I was in Bean, so I'm going to have to go Bean. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Uh, this is something that I've thought about quite a bit throughout my years, and I'd have to say one horse-sized duck. Any reasoning? Uh, I think that's just you can really focus on one thing at a time. I think that's the best way to go for it. You know, other people might have different tactics, but you, I think you get overwhelmed with that many small horses, you know. Yeah, all right. Movie that makes you cry. Ooh, I can't say that I am a big movie crier guy, but... Uh, Man, the end of Die Hard, man. That just really gets me. End of Die Hard. <laughs> All right. I was going to say like Coco or something, but <laughs> that works. All right. Have you been outside the country? Uh, I have. Where to? Uh, Mexico, Ireland, and England, and Costa Rica. Name a country besides the UK and the US that starts with you. Uganda. Did you have a nickname growing up? Uh, I guess like... My uncle called me Z-Man, but I didn't, never really liked that one, to be honest with you. All right, Z-Man. Editor-in-Chief Z-Man. Um, <laughs> oh, God. All right. <laughs> <Twitter> uh, handle. <laughs> what is the acronym for the colors of the rainbow? The, oh, Roy G. Biv. All right. What's the acronym for all the other colors not in the rainbow? <laughs> I don't know if they have one of those. <laughs> like the alphabet? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what Pantone is for? I, yeah. I all right. Can you name the largest fish in the ocean? Oh, um... Oh, what's that really big shark that they haven't found in a long time? Oh, man. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's not that one, though. Um, I, sperm whale. Oh, unfortunately, uh, whales are mammals. They're, oh, they're, oh, it is a whale shark, fish. though. Gotcha. A whale shark is the largest, yeah, the technicality. What is your favorite color? Green. Go ducks. Right. Off you go. And um, I know this is hard to pick because there's so many, but uh, what is your favorite Chinese emperor? <laughs> uh, I have to say... Uh, <laughs> From the, no, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you typically cook at home? Oh, well, I my house is famously only one person cooks a meal, so it's my other roommate, and I cook only one meal, and that is Mexican fajitas. Mexican fajitas. That's all I got down. So. Any tips? Uh, you know, you just really got to grill the peppers. You just really got to grill them. That's the best way to go about that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, pro editor-in-chief tip, grill the peppers, man. <laughs> all right, and so uh, for this last question here, you don't have to take 10 seconds for this, but... Uh, Yay is officially the eighth Kanye album hitting the number one. Could you rank all eight Kanye albums from best to worst? Uh, I could try, though. I've had many late-night discussions about this, but I don't think that we've ever come to a definitive number. But uh, for me personally, uh, I think that My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy has got to be number one. College Dropout's got to be number two. Graduation three. Um Registration for um, maybe Life of Pablo 5, uh, then 808s and Heartbreak, then Yeezus, and then Yay, I think would be my rankings of it. But not because Yay is bad, because I'm emotionally attached, very emotionally attached to the other seven. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, those are all the questions I have. So I don't, I don't know what the score was, but... Uh, for the, I think the only ones you really missed were, I mean, they're pretty subjective for the most part. So I don't know if you can really get them wrong, but Zach Price, 100, Jack Fixer one. I win. Yeah, game, there, game there you over. go, man. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first breaking. All right. So thank you so much for your time, Zach. Uh, good luck in the seat next year.
And yeah, that's all I got. Appreciate it, Alec. Thanks for having me on. You can subscribe to The Daily Emerald on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can stream them directly from the Emerald homepage at dailyemerald.com. Like, subscribe, comment, let us know what you think. If you have an idea for the podcast episode or series, be sure to go to the Emerald homepage to find out how to contact us and submit your ideas. Thanks for listening.